The following is paid commercial programming. Third-party rankings are no guarantee of future investment success. Working with a highly rated advisor does not ensure that a client or prospective client will experience a high level of performance. Investment performance is not an explicit criterion because clients' investment goals differ. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client. Generally, rankings are based on information prepared and submitted by the advisor. Statements saying that we told our clients to be out of the market in 2008 refer to recommendations made by MMWKM's principals while employed at Eagle Strategies, LLC. The team that manages accounts at MMWKM are the same individuals with that responsibility at Eagle Strategies and at Cambridge Research from 2009 to 2011. MMWKM was created in 2011 and uses the same exit strategy. A more thorough disclosure of the criteria used in making these rankings is available by contacting MMWKM Advisors, LLC. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Money Matters. And here's your host, Ken Moray. We're in the money. We're in the money. We've got a lot of what it takes to get along. We're in the money. We are the in the money. money. The skies old are sunny. You are through, you done us wrong. And old man recession, you are through. You have done us wrong. Well, hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to Money Matters with Ken Morafe. And of course, I am your host, Ken Morafe. And this is the show where we talk about everything and anything in the world of retirement planning. We talk about the stock market, of course, inflation income taxes, social security, estate planning, you name it, we talk about it and we try to have more fun than a human being should be allowed to have when talking about all of this boring financial stuff. And this week's going to be no exception because we have a show full of boring financial stuff. But before we go one step further, let me introduce myself. I am Ken Morayf, the host of Money Matters with Ken Morayf. Thank you, Jack. And I am a senior uh, retirement planner and founder of Retirement Planners of America. Easy for me to say, right? And uh, we're a firm that specializes in uh, retirement planning. So we work with primarily with people who are over 50, who are retired, retiring soon, the most wonderful people in the entire universe. And if you are one of them, then this show is designed for you. And uh, our website is rpoa.com. I encourage you to podcast this show, subscribe to it. We've had thousands and thousands of people subscribe, and, and it's just marvelous. And you can listen to it at your own on your own schedule and our website uh, if you go there we, we have videos we have articles we have all kinds of stuff that i think you'll benefit from so it's all there for you and uh lest i forget to uh, toot my own horn because nobody else will uh recently uh, barons named moi your faithful host one of the top 100 financial advisors and they actually did so eight years in a row, which is mind-boggling to me. But without our beloved and most valued clients, we'd be nowhere. So I know where all the credit lies. So you clients, I love you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So let's go over with you what we're going to talk about on this, our weekly excursion into the land of retirement planning. So first of all, as you may have noticed, if you were kind of watching the markets a little bit last week. It was an exciting week. We had 500-point drops. We had 400-point drops. I mean, it was like unbelievable. It was a roller coaster ride. And uh, so the question that people are asking is, you know, which is it? Is this the beginning of a bear market or is it a buying opportunity? You can't handle the truth. 
<laughs> well, we'll share with you what we believe to be the truth. And by the way, um, well, I won't uh, go into more braggadocious, but we did predict that the Dow would be at 35,000 this year at the beginning, and we're going to tell you what we think it's going to do next. So we'll have that for you. Now, also this week, I want to talk with you about uh, your IRAs, those of you who have IRAs. And, uh, you know, talking with a client last week, and uh, he wanted to, he's, he's not 59 and a half yet, but he wanted to retire early and start taking money out of his IRA and not pay the 10% penalty. So believe it or not, there are actually two ways that you can do that. So we're going to talk about two ways to get dollars out of your IRA without paying the 10% penalty. Okay? We'll help you with that. Now, it doesn't help you with on, on income taxes, unfortunately, but it does help you with the 10%er. Also this week, as we do every week, we're going to talk about Social Security. And uh, one of the things that's been in the news lately is that uh, Social Security is going to run out of money in 2033, which isn't uh, that far away if you think about it. Time flies, right? Uh, it seems like as I get older, I find that time flies faster. And uh, 2033 will be here way, way before <laughs> you can imagine. And so we're going to talk about is Social Security going to run out of money and uh, we'll give you kind of the, what, what happened and why all that's going on and, and give you some, uh, some insight into that. Now, also, as you guys may know, especially those of you who've listened to the show for low these many decades that we've been on now, um, you know that our philosophy is that you invest, yes. So you should buy investments, quality, diversify. You should hold them for sure. But what you should also do is you should have a sell strategy. You should protect your money. And so I want to go over with you why you should have a protection strategy for your retirement. So we're just going to cut to the chase, okay? We're not going to you know, go into all these other fancy ways of talking about it. We're going to go right to it. And we're going to, we're going to answer that question for you. And hopefully after you've heard it, you will subscribe to our philosophy. And Because you know we have two goals for you. One is we want your money to last as long as you do. And secondly, we want you to have financial peace of mind. And for you to have those things, we believe you need to have a protection strategy. And so we'll talk about all of that later on in the show. And you know what, Jack? Most shows would stop right there. Most shows would say, if we did just that, we have done more than our listening audience could possibly want from a financial show. Somebody stop me. Oh, don't you dare stop me. Because on this show, do we stop right there? No, we don't don't. We boldly go where no financial show has gone before. And therefore, at about 10 till, we will have our estate tip of the week. And this is where we talk about how to pass on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs, the fruits of your labor. And you know, this year is coming to an end faster than we would like, I think. Um, and uh, there's the possibility that the estate taxes are going to go up and the exemptions are going to go down and all kinds of stuff. So this is the year, if you're going to do some estate planning, this is probably the time you should be doing it. And one of the things I was talking to a client about was, okay, but if, if, I, if I give stuff away so that I can reduce my taxable estate and protect it in the future, then what if I need the money? How do I stay in control of the money I've given away? Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> well, guess what, kids? <laughs> There's a way of doing it. And we'll talk about that at about 10 till in our segment entitled How to Give It All Away But Still Control It. 
And you know, happiness is control, not ownership. Let me tell you. So we'll talk about that at about 10 till. So we have a fantastic show lined up for you, and I can't wait to dive into it. But first, I want to share just an update. Uh, a lot of people have asked me, you know, have you met your grandson yet, Nathaniel? And the answer is no. <laughs> not yet. Um, my wife and my daughter decided that he's uh, not animated enough, I guess, and, and therefore I would be bored. And so there, we're going to go in October when he's going to be a month and a half old and he'll be uh, you know, more active, more interactive, should I say. So I'm looking forward to that. People tell me that the moment you hold your grandson in your, or your grandchild in your, in your hands, your life has suddenly changed forever. So we'll, we'll see if that happens to me. I hope it does, but uh, we'll see. Anyway, we, uh, so let's talk about which is it? Is it a bear market or that's starting or is it a buying opportunity? And, you know, one of the things that uh, we do for our clients is uh, we believe in communication. We have a core value that says that if a client calls us about something we should have told them already, then we lost. So we're always looking for ways to be proactive. And earlier this week when the Dow fell 500 points, you know, we sent out a, a video to our clients explaining our thoughts on what is going on and why and that we thought it was a buying opportunity, not a panic opportunity. So let me go over with you what we talked about uh, in that video. Essentially, there are several things that are causing the market trepidation, okay, anxiety. Of course, one of them is inflation. Oh, my gosh, you know, there's, there's inflation everywhere. And uh, that's, that's a big concern. The Federal Reserve is telling us that it is uh, temporary. You know, it's not going to last forever. Don't worry about it. But meanwhile, people are seeing prices going up and they're worried that that's going to cause the consumer to stop spending. And if that happens, of course, profits go down, stocks go down with it. So that's one thing. The other thing is, of course, the Federal Reserve itself. People are concerned that with inflation, the Fed's going to now raise interest rates and that's going to upset the apple cart. Well, kids, the Federal Reserve has come out. I don't even, I've lost count of how many times they have come out and said, read my lips. We're not going to raise interest rates until we see all these things falling into place and they're not there yet. So everybody calm down. And, you know, our view is that if the Fed violates that after having said it, you know, I don't know how many times, they will lose credibility. And the one thing the Fed cannot have is lost credibility. That's the one thing that keeps them in a position of power so that we don't see that. The other thing, of course, is that... that with the, the mismatch with the uh, supply chain and the demand, you know, for example, Nike, their stock is down a lot. And why? Because the, the pandemic has caused the factories in Vietnam and other places to be shut down. They're not going to be able to produce as many sneakers for Christmas. And there's concerns that they're, you know, they're going to not be able to sell stuff and their profits will be down. So the, the, the supply chain issues are a concern as well. So all of these things are just this wall of worry that people are climbing. And actually, we think that that will self-adjust over time. And therefore, all of this, in our view, is a buying opportunity. Now, of course, there's one other thing, and that is the debt ceiling. And we got the dance between the Democrats and the Republicans. And boy, have I watched this movie before, and I'm bored with it. Let me tell you. <laughs> the, the ending is always the same. The plot is different, but the ending, I already know what the ending is going to be. Okay, So in our view, if there's a big drop because everybody's concerned, we're going to default on our debt, we think that's going to be a buying opportunity because they'll fix it and we'll go on and the market will bounce back. So, which is it, a bear market starting or a buying opportunity? We believe it's a buying opportunity. But having said that, 
And we're going to talk about that later on in the show. Just because we see that it's a buying opportunity does not mean that you should have no protection for the downside. Because the downside can come when you least expect it. And, you, and if you don't have something in place already, being reactive to it all is not a good idea. Okay, You can't like start buying insurance for fires after a fire has started. So our belief is that you should invest, yes, but you should protect also. So here's what I want you to do. Go to our website. It's rpoa.com, retirementplannersofamerica.com. When you're there, you have lots of opportunities. You can, you can sign up for our virtual seminars. Uh, we have seminars on Social Security, uh, given what's going on with that. We also have seminars on uh, retirement planning during these uncertain times. We have all kinds of uh, uh, resources for you. Also, you can click on Meet with an Advisor, and if you do that, we'll schedule a time to visit with you directly, and we'll build a retirement plan for you at no charge or obligation. So you have lots of stuff that you can get there, so go to our website. It's rpoa.com, and then also subscribe to the show and have it podcasted so that you can get it on your device. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about two ways to get dollars out of your IRA without paying the 10% penalty. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters and I am Ken Morayf. One of the questions that uh, comes up quite often, I have to say, is uh, withdrawing money how, how do you get money once you retire or how do you get money out of your retirement plans and all that kind of stuff you know you, you've been saving you've been accumulating in IRAs and all of this and now you want to get at that money and so how do you get that and so I want to go over with you now two ways to get money out dollars out of your IRA without paying the 10% penalty so let's set the stage first of all in case you didn't know if you're under the age of 59 and a half if you take money out of an IRA and you don't do it the correct way, then what could happen to you is you could pay a 10% penalty on the amount that you withdrew. And this is not a good thing. <laughs> so, and, and that's in addition to, by the way, the income tax that you're going to owe on the withdrawal that you took out should there be any. All right. So it could be draconian, as I like to say. So we want to help you with that. So there are two ways that you can take money out. One is short term and one is longer term. Okay. So the, the shorter term and, uh, way is there is a 60-day window that you can do once a year where you can take money out of your IRA and you have to replace it within that 60 days. And if you do that, then that withdrawal, that money you took out that you've now replaced, is not going to be subject to the 10% penalty or the income taxes associated with it either. Okay, so it's uh, and, you know, we've had situations where clients wanted to buy a house and they're waiting for the house that they're living in to sell. And so they kind of uh, wanted to take the money out, buy the new house and then sell the old one and get and replace the money that way. So different strategies require different kinds of things. But that's basically it. You can take money out of your IRA if you're under 59 and a half. Now, if you're over 59 and a half, the 10% penalty does not apply. Okay. Now, there's another way of getting money out of your IRA when you are under 59 and a half. Did you ever notice that they always put that half in? What's up with the half? You know, it, you, the RMD, it was like 70 and a half. It's like, why do they always have to have a half? Why can't you just be 70 or, six, or 59? Anyway, tangent. <laughs> I just marvel at how they make things complicated. You know, it's like, anyway, there's a reason somewhere. But there's another way to get the money out of your IRA, um, and that is what's called the, the uh, 72T. 
So the 72T basically says that you can take money in equal increments. And there's different ways that you can calculate. There's actually three different ways that you can calculate that. And depending on what your goals are, one may be better for you. So the first thing I would suggest to you is don't do this by yourself. Talk to a professional. Talk to one of our retirement planners, for example. Um, And by the way, our website, just in case you were wondering, is rpoa.com. And uh, if you click on meet with an advisor, we'll be be happy to build a plan for you, uh, no charge or obligation where we could talk about these strategies. But the 72T basically says that you can take money out in equal increments and you have to do it for five years and uh, or until you reach the age of 59 and a half, whichever is the longer. So for example, if you started when you're 50, then you have to take it until you're uh, 59 and a half. So you'll have to take it out for nine and a half years before that runs out. Uh, or you have to do five years. If you're 58, you have to go till you're 63. Okay, so it's a, it's a minimum of five years or when you reach 59 and a half, whichever is the longer. Now, there are additional ways that you can take money out of your IRA without the 10% penalty. They're not really retirement related, uh, I would say in general, because most of the people who are that we have as clients who are, who are retired or who are retiring soon, there are two other ways you can take money out, but that doesn't apply. One of them is uh, education. So if you want, need money to take out for your education, uh, that's also not subject to the 10% penalty. Most of our clients are not, <laughs> they're not going to school right now. Uh, and then also you can take it out if you're a first time home buyer. Uh, and that's also one that you can use. And so again, those are ways, but I'm talking about the two ways that are most prevalent when it comes to people who are in that retirement mode, who want to uh, make sure that they have money out of there. So those are some strategies. Again, uh, make sure that you talk to a professional before you do any of these things, because uh, we don't want you to get into uh, trouble with the IRS. Yeah, those guys. <laughs> Just checking to make sure you're paying attention there, Jack. Uh, so let me uh, let me do uh, some business with you guys. Um, one thing I'd like you to do is to uh, subscribe to the show. Um, we podcast it now, so and we've only been promoting it just uh, for a little bit, and we've had many thousands of people who are now subscribing to the show. They're having it podcasted. Uh, so go to wherever it is that you get your podcast from and find Money Matters with Ken Morayf and get it down to, uh, downloaded to your device. The other thing that uh, I'd like you to do, again, is go to our website. It's rpoa.com. And uh, we have videos, we have articles, we have all kinds of information for you to help you to build your retirement plan, to think about it, and also if you are retired, to maximize what you're doing. And uh, while you're there, uh, you can sign up to attend our seminars. Now, we have a seminar on retirement planning, just kind of a, an overview of the entire process that, that uh, if you're a beginner or you're in advance, we try to have stuff in there for everyone. So in that seminar, and it's virtual, we talk about uh, when and how you should take Social Security. We talk about how to avoid the, the tax. I don't know if you knew this, but they want to tax 85% of your Social Security benefits, and we're going to show you how to beat that if it's at all possible. We want to talk about when and how to take Social Security. You know, if you're married, if you're single, disparities in ages, disparities in income, all that kind of stuff. We want to talk about how to calculate what we call your magic number. So this is the number that tells us if you have enough money to retire on. 
Okay, so we want to go through that process with you and show you how to do that. We also want to talk with you about how do you determine the amount of risk that you should take with your investments. Okay, that's a number we call your hurdle rate, H-U-R-D-L-E. And so your hurdle rate determines how much risk you need to take in our view, and we'll show you how to do that as well. We also talk about uh, some strategies on reducing your income taxes. So if you are retired or retiring soon, if you're within five years of retirement or you're in that first five years of retirement, if you're in that decade, we believe that is the single most important decade of your entire financial life. And planning for that properly, we believe, is, is very, very important. And if you attend a seminar, I think we'll help you in, in that uh, regard. So our website is rpoa.com, retirementplannersofamerica.com. All right, we are going to take a break. And when, we're going to come, when we come back, we're going to talk about, is Social Security going to run out of money? So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morafe. We work with people who are over 50, who are retiring soon or are already retired, and uh, it's the most wonderful time of your entire life. Let me tell you. You know, there are studies that talk about when are people the happiest, which decade of their life is the happiest. And, uh, of course, when you're 25 is number one. <laughs> that goes without saying, right? Uh, but number two, believe it or not, is the decade between 65 and 75. That is the happiest time for Americans, according to a Money Magazine survey that was done a few years ago. I think about three or four years ago. But anyway, so this is your time. This is when you get to enjoy what we call your second childhood without parental supervision. You get to go play. You get to enjoy. And we want to facilitate that. And, you know, uh, our, our, our job, as we see it, is to facilitate your second childhood without parental supervision. We want you to enjoy life and to the fullest and, uh, the, and, and reap the rewards of all the hard work you've put in. Now, one of the most important parts of your retirement planning, and it's uh, something we talk about almost every day with clients, is Social Security. And, uh, you know, it's a big part of the income that uh, most of our clients get once they have retired. And so uh, one of the things that you may have seen in the news is that Social Security, the trust fund, is going to run out of money in 2033. Well, guess what? Yeah, that's, that's not a long way from now. You know, that's kind of gets your attention. You're like, wow, really? So let me describe, first of all, how, how the Social Security Trust Fund and all that works. Okay, so most people have a misconception that they think that because they're, they're taking money out of my paycheck to, to put it into the Social Security, it's like they're creating a fund for you so that when you retire and start drawing, you're drawing from the money you put in. That's not what happens. Okay, <laughs> I wish that was the case. That would actually make sense. But no, that isn't what happens. What happens is, is that the money that you put in is used to pay the people who are on Social Security right now. And so that's where the problem lies, right? Because as the workforce changes, as we have more or fewer people working, the people that are funding, the ones that are on Social Security at this time, it becomes a problem. So how do you adjust for that? Well, you have people pay in more to the system than is necessary to fund the people that are getting it, and you create a trust fund. You create a surplus, and that surplus is there to adjust for the ups and downs that happen. Well, the problem with that is that that trust fund <laughs> is going to run out, and when that happens, there won't be enough money to fund the uh, benefits that are being promised to people right now. So why did that happen? What on, what on earth went on? How could the politicians have gotten it so wrong? Because they always get everything right. We know that, right? They're really smart people. So how could they have been wrong? Well, 
the CPI, the, the uh, adjustment for the benefit that you're going to get, and, and you guys, this is going to be the biggest benefit increase in 30 years it, it come January. Now, why? Because what they do is they look at July, August, and September, and that helps determine what the benefit increase is going to be in January. Well, what was going on in July, August, and, and right now? Very high inflation. It's like around 6%. So they're looking at that and they're going, okay, we're going to have to increase benefits according to the rules by, you know, about 6%. Well, what does that do? If we're paying out all that kind of money, it's going to drain the, the surplus fund, right? But then the other part of it is that with the pandemic, we had, what, 10 million people out of work or whatever. Those people are not paying into the system either, but the people on Social Security are still getting their checks. And that is also exacerbating the drain of the surplus. And you put that all together and guess what you got? Hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> oh, good one. Nice shot. Good job, Jack. <laughs> so they're going to have to do something. And, uh, you know, because this, the estimates are that the benefits will be about 78% of what they're currently promising, which is a big, you know, a lot of people depend on Social Security and you cut it by 22%. And that's going to hurt a lot of people. And politically, that's not a good thing for politicians. So we're going to see some changes with Social Security because of this. I'm very confident. What they'll be, we'll have to wait and see, and we'll keep you posted. But anyway, that's what's going on with Social Security. And uh, by the way, I don't think they're going to let it run out of money. Uh, that is one thing that uh, you don't want is to have all the people on Social Security voting against you. That's not going to work out very well for you. So um, one of the things I want you to do is, uh, first of all, is subscribe to the show. Uh, we're podcasting it now. Uh, we've had thousands and thousands of people subscribe since we've been promoting. They were podcasting it. It's marvelous. It's wonderful. It's great. Okay, so if you uh, would like to get the, the, the show on your device, uh, you can have that. The other thing I want you to do is go to our website. It's rpoa.com. And uh, if you click on meet with an advisor, what we want to do is build a retirement plan for you at no charge or obligation. And uh, one of the parts that we'll do with you is we'll do an analysis of Social Security with you. We'll actually recommend to you what we think you should do. That is when you should take it, how you should take it. Um, you know, we'll take into account your health, your marriage, your marital status, your income, uh, your life expectancy, all those kind of things and help to make a good decision there. And uh, we'll do that at no charge or obligation. Okay, so if you go to our website, rpoa.com and uh, click on meet with an advisor, we'll do all that with you. Now, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about why you should have a protection strategy for your retirement. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters and I am Ken Morayfe. Um, we're going to talk now about the foundational philosophy that we have when it comes to managing our clients' money. Now, one of the things that I want you to be aware of is that we don't just manage our clients' monies. Okay, so one of the things that uh, you know we also we also do, for example, we help with estate planning. We're not attorneys, but we help with estate planning, social security planning, income tax planning. Um, insurance planning. We help with all those things, coordinate them all into one plan around your retirement. And again, to facilitate your second childhood without parental supervision is what we want to do. Now, there is a very important part of the whole process, which is we also want to manage your money for you. And we want to worry about it so that you don't have to. We want you to go get out of here. I love you, but get out of here. Uh, and so, the foundational philosophy that we have when it comes to managing and our, our clients' monies uh, is that growth is important, 
but protection of principle is even more important. Okay, If you spent the last 20 or 30 years building up the nest egg that you're going to now retire on and you get a big bad bear market that takes away half of it, then you've just lost 15 years of your life or, or longer even. And what's worse, though, is that you may not be able to retire if you are planning on it or what could happen is you may not be able to stay retired. Or you'd have to cut way back on your standard of living because you have less money now. All those things are we consider to be bad. I think they're bad. It's bad. <laughs> Who says it like that? Is that George Bush? No. <laughs> anyway, I'll think of it. But uh, so um, in our firm, we have a strategy we call invest and protect. Okay. And so we believe that you should buy for sure. Because you have to buy investments, you have to invest your money if you want to see any sort of growth or that kind of thing to happen. Uh, secondly, you have to hold it. You have to give it time to do what you want it to do. And during that holding period, you know, diversification, uh, rebalancing, making sure that the investments that you have are the right ones and that you're adjusting for whatever's going on. So that's all part of the holding part. And unfortunately, that in our view, that is where almost all everyone that we know of stops. They believe that you buy and you hold. And it doesn't matter what happens. We could have the Great Depression where the Dow went down 90% and you need to just hold on during that too. And and in Y2K, when the, the S&P, the market went down, you know, 49%, you got to stay for that too. Don't get out. Just stay and take a beating. And then in 2008, when the, the S&P, the market went down 57%, don't get out then either. Just stay for all of that. The problem with that, ladies and gentlemen, is that if that happened to you, you know, in Y2K, it took almost seven years to get back to even. So if you were five years from retirement and you took a big loss like that, you can't retire now or you're going to have to retire with less than you thought. And if you are retired and you're, trying, and you're taking income out when that happens over that seven-year period, you're doing what farmers call eating your seed corn. And if you do enough of that, then when growth season comes, guess what? You got nothing left to plant. Now, in 2008, it took till 2013 to get back. So it took five years. And again, if you're taking money out while your investments are falling in value, that's not a good recipe for success. I mean, do the math on that. So we don't want that to happen. So we believe that you should have a strategy that is designed to mitigate that downside, to reduce that risk and protect you. There is a thing that they teach in financial planning school called uh, systematic risk, uh, sequential risk. I'm sorry. And it's called sequential risk, which means that when is a loss most dangerous? When is losing money in your investments most detrimental to your plans? And the answer is early in your retirement or before you retire is way, way worse than it is if it happened to you when you were in your 70s or 80s. And so, again, it goes back to what we're talking about here, which is why you should have a protection strategy for your retirement. And let me ask you, ladies and gentlemen, do you have one? Because if you don't, and we have another Y2K, another 2008, where you potentially lose half your money and it takes seven years to get back to even, what are you going to do? How are you going to adjust to that? It's not a good thing, folks. And that's why we believe you should have that. Now, we do. It's called, we, we've actually trademarked it. We call it Invest and Protect. So I encourage you to go to our website. It's rpoa.com. And we've got videos on there. We've got articles. We've got podcasts about it. We've got all kinds of information. 
More importantly, you can attend our seminar. We have a seminar on retirement planning. If you attend that one, we'll go into some detail about our, our uh, sales strategy, our, our protection st uh, strategy, or even better than that, why don't you visit with one of our retirement planners, have them sit down with you and build you a retirement plan. Okay, we'll take into account Social Security. We'll take into account your estate planning. We'll take into account your insurance, your income taxes, all that kind of stuff. Build a plan for you, and we'll do it at no charge or obligation. And if you like what you see, that is fantastic. And if not, that is fine too. Okay, either way, no charge, no obligation, and we will part friends. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. And you know, Bogey is right. It is absolutely the beginning of a beautiful friendship. And one of the things we love doing is making friends. And so if you come in, we'll be friends forever. So rpoa.com is our website, retirementplannersofamerica.com. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about how to give everything away to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs, but still control it. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morayf. One of the things that uh, hopefully will happen is that you will have done a fantastic job of retirement planning. And, you know, we always say that uh, we want your money to last as long as you do. And what's funny about that is that, you know, we actually asked our clients a few years ago when we were kind of thinking about, you know, th that tagline. And we we're saying, you know, at first it was we want your money uh, to uh we want we want we want you to have a lot of money when you die, right? So you can leave a lot to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs. And our clients said, no, 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 no. When we die, we want the last check to bounce. <laughs> we've raised our kids, we've done what we want, and so we're done with that, right? We, our responsibility has ended. So we change it to we want your money to last as long as you do, not last longer than you. But on the off chance that there's a few shekels left at the end of your journey and you want to leave that to the aforementioned greedy, unwashed, undeserving, then that's called estate planning. And I want to talk with you now about, uh, you know, I was talking to a client last week and she was saying, you know, we talked with the attorney, we did our estate plan and all this stuff, but estate planning essentially is the, uh, is the art, I'll say, of reducing the size of your estate, of getting stuff that you own into trusts or into other people's names so that when you die, there's no taxes due on it. That's, that's the goal. Well, the problem with that is if I give it all away, then what if I need it? And so she was concerned about that. And so I want to talk about how to give it all away, but still control it. And it's all about control, folks. So, but before we do that, Jack, can you play it? I know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say you care And though my pocket may be empty I'd be a millionaire of course, that is Tony Bennett with Rags to Riches. And you know the estate taxes and probate and all that kind of stuff. It's actually designed to do the exact opposite. It's designed to take you from riches to rags. And we do not want that to happen to you. So every week at this time, we have our estate tip of the week. So this week, we're going to talk about how to give it all away and control it. That's the important part. So there is a vehicle that we've talked about on previous shows. It's called a family limited partnership, okay? And uh, the family limited partnership is essentially like a business. It's like a corporation, except it's not. It's a partnership. But it has shares, 
and it has owners, and it has a CEO, which is called the general partner. So it's just like a business. And the purpose of the business is to manage and run the family's finances. So when you buy shares, let's say of uh, GE, just make up, or Apple, does that give you the right to control what's going on in the company? No, you just own shares. The people who are the CEO and Tim Cook and those guys, they're the ones that run that business. So when you have the family partnership, you name yourself the CEO, the general partner, which means that you're in charge of running the business. And what you do is you give shares away to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs, and now they own the shares. They own a piece of the business, so you've given away value, but they don't control it. They can't tell you what to do. You're the general partner. You're the CEO. So you can't, you probably could call Tim Cook at Apple and tell him you don't think he's running the business well or you like what he's doing, but he's not, he doesn't have to listen to you. He's not, he's, he's the CEO. You're just a shareholder out of millions. So what the family partnership does is you, you can give shares of the family business to your kids, to your grandchildren, but you can still control what happens with the money inside. So if you want to distribute money out to them, you can. If you don't want to, you don't have to, although you should because they owe taxes on what's going on. So you'd be really mean if you did that. But you can restrict that. You can distribute money to yourself. There are uh, bona fide purposes for which you can do that. So you can control it, but not own it. And if you don't own it upon your death, there's no taxes because taxes are on what you own. Fascinating. And very logical, Mr. Spock. It's a beautiful thing. So um, now, again, make sure you talk to a professional about all the stuff we talk about on this show before you try or do anything, okay? Don't make any decisions in a vacuum. And so, therefore, I'd like to encourage you to go to our website. It's rpoa.com. And uh, when you're there, you can subscribe to this uh, uh, to the show and have it podcasted to you if you'd like. Also, we have a seminar coming up on retirement planning. It's virtual. And uh, at that seminar, we'll talk about the, the three worst enemies that we see to your re- retirement financial well-being. One is inflation. We'll talk about what is the, the single best investment that has worked over the years to, to uh, fight inflation with. We're going to talk about uh, income taxes. We'll have strategies to reduce income taxes. And we'll also talk with you about uh, what we consider to be the biggest risk to your retirement, and that is bear markets and our invest and protect strategy and how we address that to help protect against that. So that seminar is at no charge or obligation. So if you're over 50 and you're thinking about retiring or you're there already, sign up for the seminar and we'd love to see to help you with that. Okay, all of that can be found at rpoa.com. Well, you know what? This show's over already. I cannot believe how fast it's gone. I hope you have enjoyed it as much as I have enjoyed making it for you. We'll see you next week. Same time, same channel. Bye-bye, everybody. Of course not. Information presented should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any of the securities mentioned. None of this show's content should be viewed as personalized investment advice. A professional advisor should be consulted before implementing any of the strategies presented. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk and therefore can be no assurance that any specific investment or strategy will be suitable or profitable for a client's portfolio. The tax and estate planning information offered on this program is general in nature. Always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Sound effects 
facts or anecdotes should not be construed as an endorsement of Ken Murray or MMWKM Advisors, LLC. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.